good afternoon, good evening. My name is Sean. This is Alex. And you're listening to another episode of Coach Kings Radio. Today's episode is Inside Parque Warner Madrid, which is a another install, installment of our Inside series where we discuss the park, its history, take a grand tour, and discuss all the rides and attractions and whatever else noteworthy there is to discuss about the park. Parque Warner was the third uh, installation of the Warner Brothers Movie World Collection. I like how you wrote that. The collection. The first um, Warner Brothers Movie World was built in Australia in 1991, and the second was uh, introduced to Germany in 1996, of course, one of our favorite parks. Um, They definitely switched gears with this park. Um, It's definitely more of a roller coaster park. Uh, it was co-developed by Six Flags, so it definitely has a roller coaster and flat ride emphasis versus the kind of universal Disney-esque dark ride uh, focus of the first two parks. Um, it opened April 6, 2002 as Warner Brothers Movie World Madrid, uh, owned primarily by a group of Spanish investors with Six Flags as the operator of the park. And then on April 3rd, 20, sorry, 2004, Slick sold all of its European parks, including the Sister Park, Warner Bros. Movie World Germany, to Star Parks. The difference is that Warner Bros. Movie World Madrid was not included in this deal and had a separate kind of contract negotiation. On November 23rd of 2004, it was announced that Six Flags' 99-year contract to operate the park was terminated and returning all the operations to the park management. And the stakes were transferred um, to Warner Brothers. This is also why the licensing, for example, at the German park disappeared completely and all the rights were rethemed, but the licensing remained in Spain. And then in 2006, the park was renamed to Parque Warner Madrid, mostly done because it rolled off the tongue easier. Warner Brothers Movie World Madrid in Spanish was just, it was an English name, a little too complicated. Parque Warner Madrid was kind of the nickname of the park since its inception, and so they officially changed the name to Parque Warner Madrid. Then in November of that year, also in 2006, the community of Madrid, which owned the park at this point, sold their stakes to Fadesa, which brought in Parque Serenidos to operate the park, which is also operating Parque de Atracciones de Madrid um, in the city center. And then in February of 2007, only a few months later, Parque Warner Madrid um, was offered to be sold to Parque Serenidos over the course of three years, but given that Fadesa, the company that owned the stakes, went bankrupt, Parker's Unidos took ownership of the park sooner than expected. And uh, as of 2006 onward, including the rec- requisition of Parker's Unidos owning the park, 5% stake of Parker at Warner Madrid always remained with Warner Brothers, as in the movie studio company. And in June of 2014, a second gate, Park Warner Beach, uh, water park opened uh, on the same resort complex property area. It's a very cute little water park. It's a really cute water park, and they mm-hmm. just added some new uh, new slides to them. So mm-hmm. it looks like a decent slide collection. It's kind of wedged in between some of the roller coasters, so it's, it's kind of nice cool. It's a nice theme. It's a nice it's choice cool. of theme. Different, colorful. Yeah, it's not the usual kind of thing. So it's a nice change of pace as far as water park themes go. So now we'll start kind of a grand tour of the theme park. Uh, we'll start with Hollywood Boulevard, which is the entrance to the park. Kind of has the same general overall Art Deco Hollywoodish kind of entrance you'd see at other theme parks of similar styles, such as Boulevard Germany or even the Disney and Universal parks that are primarily Hollywood themed. 
Um, and when you walk down Hollywood Boulevard, once you're inside, there's just an array of gift shops, restaurants, you know, park services kind of windows, nothing special. However, the Chinese theater, I think, is a big highlight of what you'll find once you get inside the park. It's a, I'm not sure if it's a skill replica. It looks about the same size as the one in Hollywood Studios. It's a Studios, nice size. I would but it, say it is a good at least size. the facade is a scale replica. Exactly. Um, and then when you get to the Starbucks that's conveniently on the corner, in front from... Um, you, actually, if you were to walk the Hollywood Boulevard, you'd look straight on. You would see the brand new roller coaster, Batman Gotham City Escape. But since the park is almost like a perfect loop, we're just going to go in the loop. Um, so you take a hard right and you end up in Cartoon Village, which is a nice combination of Warner Brothers properties and um, Hanna-Barbera, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. Um, so at the first ride that you come to, it's kind of on the outskirts of Cartoon Village, is um, La Ventura de Scooby-Doo, which is the uh, Scooby-Doo shooting dark ride. We didn't ride it because on our first visit, the line was really long, and on our second visit, it was closed. Um, but as far as I know, it's a pretty straightforward, um, like, kind of off-the-shelf Sally Dark Ride, probably similar to what the Paramount Parks had Scooby-Doo Dark Ride-wise, um, like Carowinds, for example, and King's Dominion. Um, it's really, like, their only true tracked dark ride, but it's, uh, it's popular. It's cute. It's kind of a shame because I really feel like, especially compared to its German sister park, this thing lacks like immersive rides or dark rides or something like oh, that. Yeah, big time. Um, unfortunately, what they do have though is they have a good coaster collection, of course. And what mm-hmm. it first becomes apparent is with Coque uh, Caminos Beep Beep, which is uh, Spanish for Roadrunner, and that is a Mac Young Star roller coaster, full sized, all the elements. And these rides just kick ass. They're yeah, these are real, great it's a, family. It's a really cute ride. It's very well themed. Um, it works because it, it definitely leans into the natural um, desert environment of um, of the park's location. So it's a it, it it pays homage to the American Southwest by just focusing on on the uh, the the dirt and dust and rocks and and things of of the Roadrunner and Wiley Coyote. Uh, cartoons and this park was a pretty complete park upon completion when it opened in 2002 so there aren't a whole lot of major attractions they've added but this is one of them uh, this is not an opening day attraction this was added later by Park Renidos, if i'm not mistaken mm-hmm. and yeah. it's a great addition it's a really good family roller coaster i waited in line for it i enjoyed its layouts they're smooth they're comfortable they're good rides and also in the area you have um rapidos acme Oh, yes. They're, this is like, even though this is like the family area of the park with mostly kitty rides and kitty coasters, they have their full-size River Rapids ride here, um, which is a very long Rapids ride. It's got a lot of effects. Yeah, it is Not quite long. Not everything was working on our ride, but it's a it's a big, fast ride that definitely feels like it was inspired by um, Popeye and Bluto's bilge rat barges. So it is mostly outside, despite having an indoor lift, though, which is quite interesting. Um, and theming-wise, um, it's not super over-the-top immersive, but it has all these little scenes that you kind of wander to um, throughout the landscape. And one thing I will say about this rap is it's a feisty rapids ride. Yes. I am, <laughs> we have our vlog out there where we have video footage of us riding the rapids ride, and that thing is just spinning and hauling ass. And I don't think I've ever spun that much in a rapids ride. It was pretty much incontrollable. It was pretty wild. Yeah, that was a really fun ride. I know you're not much of a Rapids ride person, but I'm glad we made the time 
um, and to it's enjoy not too that wet. It's also kind of nice. Yeah. Um, and then the last major ride I would say in this in the Kitty area is uh, Tom and Jerry Picnic in La Parca, which is a standard double figure eight uh, zero Tivoli coaster that just has a particularly cute theme of being um, ants at a picnic, I guess. Even though it's Tom and Jerry themed, it's like you're shrunk down. I guess you're at the size of a mouse. You're, you're Jerry's size. Yeah, you're in a picnic basket. And you go through like a carton of orange juice and through a picnic basket. It's just cute. Large. I love like larger than life kind of ride themed stuff or like your tiny little bit of like Toy Story-esque sensibility there. Although this area is actually, this ride's a lot older than like the Toy Story lands. But it also reminds me a little bit of like Bugs Life. Oh yeah, for sure. The ants. I think a nice stuff. thing about Cartoon Village here at Parque Warner Madrid is that it has a really nice collection of, of family rides. It has one of those like traffic school kind of rides too. You know, you see the Legoland Park. It's a huge, lots huge of flat area. rides. But then the fact that Cartoon Village is also home to a dark ride and a major rapids ride and then two large scale family roller coasters. It's honestly, um, I mean, it takes up a good quarter of the park, but it has a lot to do. Like it's always active. Lots of Meet and greets. People are dying over that place. It's always <laughs> packed in there. Even if the rest of the park isn't that busy, Cartoon Village will be like slammed. It definitely makes me think of the King's Entertainment Parks and their um, emphasis on family areas. A park like King's Island, where like such a huge percentage of the park is the kitty area, that's definitely how this park feels. And it's the kind of thing where like if they took Cartoon Village and like made it its own park, like I could see them. Like cloning just Cartoon Village and making it a kitty park. That's kind of starting to become a trend in the United States with like junior family parks and stuff with like Peppa Pig World and like Universal's new concept for a family park. And this is the kind of product that they could totally, if they were so inclined, could like just drag and drop the Cartoon Village park somewhere that needs a kitty park. And it would be like a complete game. That's how massive and how many rides and attractions there are. Yeah, and this is one of the few areas that has gotten several expansions over the years because it originally kind of ended by the restaurant that was next to um, Rapido's Acme. But since then, they built a couple more rides behind it, including the traffic school. And it also added the expansion of um, Correa Camino's Beep Beep. So all things considered, that has definitely been a focus of the park. And it, it shows like it's super popular. And then right next to um, Tommy Jerry, um, there is the entrance to Old West Territory, which is a gorgeous old Wild West themed area. The Six Flags Water Butter Projects absolutely love this because Move for Germany has a really pronounced Western area too. And nice thing about Old West Territory is um, it does it doesn't have a lot of rights, but every ride kind of counts. Like it is a um, an e-ticket corner in my opinion. Yeah. So we'll start off with Rio Bravo. Rio Bravo is their giant um, Intamin log flume. I mean, it's it's really a water coaster, um, to be quite honest. It's got a, a backwards drop roller coaster portion with like great airtime. It has a, a very lengthy flume portion in the middle between the drop sequences. A giant mountain, like enclosed mountain that like both of the rides lift hills go into makes. Fun use of uh, turntables and things of that nature. And it has a nice, spectacular uh, splashdown uh, at the end. This ride has amazing curb appeal and substance. 
it's I think probably their most popular ride in terms of like in the summertime with queue lengths. I mean, this thing. Oh yeah, the presence of amazing queue lengths is unmatched. It's just one of those things like you walk up to it. And I'm sure many people have seen either this version or Rio Bravo at um, the Australian Park, and it's just one of those massive log flumes that. Yeah, I don't think there's really many log flumes out there that have such a presence because even the, for example, the Disney Splash Mountains are kind of hidden in, mm-hmm. in a lot of ways. But the whole point of Rio Bravo is just this massive rock wall with this giant flume coming out of it. Um, overall, great ride. A little feisty because of its backward airtime drop. Um, overall, well-themed, gorgeously landscaped. You can't see the majority of the ride, so the majority of the ride is quite hidden from view. Large ride, like Alex said, probably the most popular, very e-ticket. Um, there could be a couple of things that I maybe wish there was working better because there's a couple of effects inside that I don't think are working anymore. I know that they probably worked before. Yeah. But overall, the ride's in pretty decent shape. When we were there last fall, they were reconstructing some of the walls. And then it, that looked pretty good when we came back uh, just a couple of weeks ago. Um, I would love to see a mine train coaster honestly kind of going around is the plot's pretty large and there's this midway inside of old west territory that goes to their um their family ride los carlos de la mina it's like and it kind of gets ends there but then there's a walkway that goes all the way by the splashdown of rio bravo and i feel like that would be a great place to build a mine train station and then have the mine train kind of interact with the flume behind the rocks yeah it's been rumored that the mine train is next on their list of major attractions to be acquiring. I think it'd be a really great fit, especially if we're to interact with what is one of the larger log flumes out there, because it's quite large. It's a huge ride. Uh, and then, let's see, are we talking about the wooden coaster next? Yeah, we sure yeah. are. Okay. Coaster Express. Yeah. So Coaster Express is like the obligatory wooden coaster component of this park. Every Spanish park apparently has to have an RCCA wooden coaster, um, and every, well, I guess Port Aventura's are, uh, Custom Coasters International, but two out of three of the major wooden coaster projects in Spain are covered by RCCA, and, um, if you're familiar with RCCA, you know that their projects are usually pretty terrible. Um, I guess building this one for this park was kind of inevitable, because they added the Wild Wild West wooden coaster at movie park Germany in 1999, which is now known as Bandit, um, to relative success. People seem to really like that ride. And um, I think it's probably running better than it did when it opened. And in this case, Coaster Express, the giant wooden coaster at Park Warner, it's definitely running better um, than it than it did probably on any, on any given year. In fact, we wrote it on our first visit and it, I did not care for it. And then we wrote it on this visit and it was, it was a lot better. So the funny thing is both bandit and, um, kosher express were ranked the two worst roller coasters, roller coasters in the world, if I'm not mistaken. Like it was so incredibly hated. Do I find the hate found it? Not really. In recent years, bandit's running much better. Though it wasn't running that great last year when we wrote it, but then kosher express, we had such an incredible ride on it. I had a pretty good ride on it last year, and I was pretty hyped. I wrote it with our Spanish correspondent, Andre. And then this year, we all wrote it together, and it was honestly fire. Like, it was good. And one thing I enjoy about Coaster Express, it's one of those layouts that nobody's ever going to do again, because there's a lot of wasted space and time. <laughs> because majority, pretty much what this ride does is just giant helices a la Son of Beast, minus the big drops. 
Um, which is cool in a way because it's unique. Like I haven't really written many woodies that are like that at all, which is what I enjoy so much about it. Like it's a massive wooden coaster and it just goes around these giant circles and now it's smooth. I really enjoy the ride. The trains are pretty comfortable. It's um, these intimate trains that are much like the prefabricated woody um, trains, except for they have the traditional T-bar lap bars on them. I really have no hate for Coast Express anymore. I kind of enjoy it. The queue could be more inspired, but there's this cool scene right before the station with that with uh, the roller coaster car, roller coaster car <laughs> with it, where the seat that pops off on the spring. Whole, like it's kind funny. of a cool, that's classic, a cool thematic element. But um, all things considered, it's uh, it's probably living its best life right now, and uh, I actually really enjoyed the ride on it. Yeah. Then rounding out the Wild West area is another giant spill water ride. So, Rio Bravo is a two-abreast, intimate log flume, like a super log flume. And then they have the very straightforward, like, four-across shoot-the-shoot ride. Yeah, uh, Catarata Salvajes. Which is, it's funny because it seems almost, it seems kind of funny to have both of these rides in the same area, at least. What's even funnier is that the Rapids ride is also in close proximity. It's like this little, like, back corner of the park with a little all the three water, water rides. rides. Yeah. <laughs> Excuse me. It's late. Um, but yeah, so they have this very basic shoot-the-shoot ride, which it doesn't offer much of interest, especially compared to the nearby log flume. But people really like this ride, and it's still very popular despite um, the high capacity of it because it's it's just so hot. They have such extreme summers out here in the Spanish desert. So um, people really enjoy the simplicity, like the, for such a simple ride. People seem to really enjoy it for what it is. And it attracts a lot of attention with the, with the big splashdown and the, with the bridge over it and whatnot. Like it's really not so much a, a ride that is like an immersive experience, but it's just, it's kind of an, an event. For and it works well for the area because it's easily themed. And my favorite part of it is that it's right next to the wall of the queue of Batman Gotham City Escape, and when oh, yeah, a heavy bug comes by, yeah. the water splashes over the wall into the queue of a really cleanly themed um, Bruce Manor garden slash, you know, welcome reception area. Yeah. It's kind of funny how close they are. But um, overall, Old West, Old West Territory, got a couple of restaurants, some shows. It's a nice area. It's fairly small. Some major rides, but yeah. it's honestly a really well-maintained area. I really enjoy it. I think it's one of the pretty areas out there. Just kind of like move for Germany. I've I enjoy the old western areas of the Water Butter Sparks. There, there was a lot of focus on them, and yeah, I think there were some of the better western areas out there. All right, so now moving on to kind of I think the focal point of this park would be the the DC superheroes world, which. In my mind, I kind of split this up into two areas because you have one side of it is definitely Batman focus and like a Gotham City type thing, uh, and then the other half is is Metropolis. It's it's definitely Superman focus and the villains, not just the the superhero rides, but the villains that are represented in these respective corners in the proximity to their superhero rides. I think uh, represents that as well. It's funny you mentioned that because I just made that connection that half of the area it really is Batman, Batman, Joker, Freeze, Riddler, and that's really like the same kind of story and franchise. And then you have your Lex Superman. Yeah, side. Lex Luthor. That's so funny. I never really put that one. I never put one and one together. But you're right. So the new focus of this of this area, the focal point of the focal point, 
is Batman Gotham City Escape, of course. This ride replaced um, the Batman motion simulator attraction that had actually debuted at... Was it that ride original to Park Warner or to uh, Warner Brothers Movie World Germany? Or was it original to I believe it was to uh, only Australia to... Uh, no, because Australia got Scooby-Doo, but I don't think they ever had the simulator there. I think the simulator was original to um, the 996 Germany project. Okay, so this was a clone... This is one of the few things. They, they cloned a couple of things from Germany. They also got the Police Academy show from uh, Warner Brothers Movie World in Germany. But this was like the major uh, borrowed attraction from the Germany part, which is, um, you know, motion, motion simulators and movie parks go hand in hand. Every movie-themed amusement park seems to have its motion simulator component. Um, which is a trend started by Disney and Star Tours. And then really, it, it was it's so popular that, like, whether you were movie-themed or not, it seemed like every park was going to have a motion simulator-type ride. But, of course, that was very on-brand and on-trend, so, of course, one of the, the focal points for the whole project was going to be this Batman motion simulator attraction. Uh, but then, ultimately, it, it, you know, didn't quite age the way the coasters and stuff were aging. They decided it was time to... Redevelop the space. And I think the biggest problem with this Batman motion simulator attraction was the same exact problem they had in Move Hard Germany. And that's that they built like eight simulators, two giant pre-shows. Like there's a whole like half arena uh, that was built into the ride as one of the pre-shows where you're in the Batcave. It just took up so much space and it was such an elaborate experience because the attendance figures they were expecting from Warner Bros. New World Germany and for... Um, Parker Warner Madrid, really, they they were expecting Disney-level or Universal-level attendance, and they built some attractions to crazy capacity, especially because they thought that was going to be the vocal point, like Alex said. And they never quite needed that capacity. So Move for Germany only uses, for example, half of their simulators. And then for Parker Warner Madrid, I think the time came when they realized, okay, the amount of investments over the years haven't been as, as much as perhaps our sister parks in the chain. And I think that's why they just took the whole thing out and they used that for the next big focal point. So in a way, every time that that space gets used, it is the focal point of the park. Yeah, definitely. Um, and we've talked a lot about uh, Batman Gotham City Escape already in, uh, in our, our first episode of season. First episode of our season. So if you want to really, really detailed analysis of that ride from us we definitely recommend if you haven't already pulling up that episode and listening to our to our breakdown of of batman not only just the ride itself but in its proximity to uh, other similar intimate coasters that have debuted um in the last couple of years yeah the episode is called if you're looking for it specifically it's called batman versus velocicoaster versus tutatis versus pantheon like Alex said, it's probably five episodes prior to this one launching, so it should be somewhere in that list wherever you're streaming. But yeah, basically, as far as what we would cover in this episode, just know this is the ride at this park now. It's always had a strong lineup, but this is really now the absolute best, most significant uh, attraction uh, in the park. It's kind of funny because I think that with the addition of Batman, Gotham City, Escape... This park may just be the coaster destination of Spain currently. And even though uh, Puerto Ventura has big rides like Shambhala and Dragon Con and Red Forest, those are great rides. But in a way, the density of quality 
now with Batman Gotham City Escape here at Parker Warner Madrid cannot go unnoticed. We'll kind of discuss later like where it ranks for us, but I really think that Batman made such a big difference on an already great layup uh, lineup of, of coasters. And then, so thematically and like I guess content wise, you have Batman, which is the focal point. But then you have like the sort of the centerpiece of the park, the sort of Cinderella's castle of this park is actually La Venganza de Enigma, which is a three hundred foot tall triple SNS combo tower that has the Warner Brothers logo on the top, and it's literally like the center of the park. It's not like a particularly unique attraction aside from its immense size. Yeah, it's the world's largest SNS tower. But it is really the focal point, like design wise in this park. It's in the exact center of the action and is kind of the the, the hood ornament for the whole thing. If there's any part of this park that you're gonna see on your way in, this is the tall part. This is what you're gonna see. So one of the cool things is um to piggyback on the tall part is that um, this is the only ride from which you can see Madrid, like downtown. You can kind of see the buildings way over the hills, which you cannot see from any other ride because nothing is tall enough. Because the park is not that close to the city center. It's kind of out there. Uh, and then one thing that's really cool, and this has been the case since the, I don't I think the inception of the ride, is that there are three different ride cycles, and they rotate through them all day long. So every hour there's a different ride cycle. Oh yeah, there's like a little menu. So you either have front. yeah, exactly. There's like a little timetable when you get to the ride, and it's just like a permanent sign. So depending on the park hours, it just kind of repeats the cycle. But it's either you have your shot and drop, where you know you launch and then you just kind of bounce until you're done, or you have your turbo drop sequence, which means they pull you all the way up, kind of like a Supreme Scream, but not Spare Farm, and then. You have your turbo drop down and you kind of bounce. Or, my favorite, you have the combi tower, which is where you have a shot first, you bounce and they pull you up and then you have a turbo drop after that. So all things considered, um, I don't know of any other one out there that has such a clear rotating schedule. But it's great because on our first visit last year, we rode it several times throughout the day and we got different ride experiences each time, which is really cool. And I think that makes that ride very rideable. And its height, it's just really nice. I wouldn't say it's that intense, though. Like, it's not the most intense It's not there, very intense. But, but it's, but it's good it's views, though. a fascinating ride. It's it's enigmatic. Enigmatic. It's the, it's the perfect wow. name for it because you can't take your eyes off of it. Um, it's just so gargantuan. And for those that don't know what uh, La Vaganza del Enigma is, that's uh, Riddler's Revenge. And this is the only other Riddler Revenge-themed ride that uses the same logo as Magic Yes, Mountain. it so has that cool. classic... Magic Mountain Riddler's Revenge logo. Except, except with the Spanish, Spanish name in it, which is the coolest thing. It's yeah. beautiful. Um, there's some other... This is There's really like... I'd say there's three main attractions in DC Superheroes World. No, four. four. I'd say there's four. Yeah, the four coast, the, the three coasters. But then you also have uh, a couple of, of flat rides, which I'm going to mention just because the park is not... The lineup of the park attractions is not that crazy large. It's a lot of big e-ticket e focus, but that's kind of it. Um, so I will mention that they have um, the Joker Cortes de um, Choque, which is um, their bumper like a car bumper ride, car ride. Which is very cute. For Joker, which is in the game area. Um, right next to uh, La Baganza del Enigma, you have uh, Mr. Freeze Fabrica de Hielo, which is a wave swinger. And it's funny, there used to be a path around the Way Swinger to the center of the park, and I was like, ready to take it last trip, but they had permanently removed that. 
if it was ever there. It's sort of it represented. It feels like it should have been there, does it it's, not? It's been on park maps. See? But it's not. It doesn't exist. In fact, I think it's on the current park map. That's But wild. there's no such, there is no such walkway that, like, connects it back to the midway that leads to the entrance. Right. And then there's also a, uh, a topspin, which is called uh, the Lex Luthor Invertotron. Pretty popular ride. Um, has an indoor queue. Kind of cool. Well-themed. I love that kind the, of marquee, the, one the that entrance forward. marquee for that ride that flips just like a miniature oh, version yeah. of the ride. <laughs> it's so great. I love little details like that, especially details like that that are 20 years old and they still work. Because, like, some, a detail like that is not necessary. If the, if the sign wasn't flipping, if it was just stationary, I wouldn't know the difference. Nobody would know the difference. But they still maintain it. It still looks amazing. It's just this cute little effect that just elevates the whole the whole vibe, the whole experience. Exactly. We love stuff like that. Yeah, that area is in pretty good shape. Um, next up, we have Shadows of Arkham, which opened as Batman La Fuga, which is a B&M Batman clone. Then it was rethemed to Arkham Asylum, so it was Batman Arkham Asylum, and now it's Shadows of Arkham because you know having two Batman coasters both named Batman can make it confusing for Parkus, I suppose. Yeah, it was but it was a good choice. The cool thing it's is it's a really cool name. Thematically, this is probably the coolest of all the Batman clones. Alex said that he may still like the one at Sickler's Great America better, the original, which I can kind of understand because it has like the landscaping. Though I will say this one here runs really well as well in, um, in in Madrid. But the biggest thing is the queue because it is Arkham Asylum. It's a really long queue that features all sorts of effects and um, thematic elements. The queue they built was so massive for it. I don't think they ever in the history have ever needed all that queue space. But again, they really thought it was going to be the back, the you know. I think what happened big was thing. like it was always themed to well. Because they went with the Batman motion simulator attraction for this park because of Warner Brothers Movie World, they had to do something different with Batman the Ride because all of the Six Flags Batman the Ride coasters take place at the Batcave. But now, because of the motion simulator ride, they already had a ride that took place at the Batcave. Yeah. And they couldn't have two. I will say the one over Texas is not back after, right? Isn't that oh, yeah. I guess it, yeah, that, did want, that one did become... Well, that one... No, I think that... Doesn't that one have... Because I, I remember it being distinctly different than the other Batmans, but I don't remember... I know, the one at Six Flags New Orleans I had just, like, a basic station. Oh, yeah. But definitely... I mean, for this park, with, like, their attention to detail and their commitment to theming, they weren't going to phone it in. They were going to give this right a theme... But they they couldn't give it the Batcave and Bruce Wayne theme because the motion simulator already had that. So they went with a brand new theme for the clone, uh, the the Arkham Asylum theme, which is really clever. And then somewhere along the way, I think I'm pretty sure they redid the queue into a haunt and gave gave the the queue because, like you said, there was a lot of overflow queue. And I don't think the queue always looked like that with, like, the prison cells for, like, Poison Ivy and stuff. I'm pretty sure some of that came later. There's a lot of theming they added later. That's uh, what Andre said, too. But the main buildings have been there since yeah, the beginning. Yeah, the Arkham buildings. Yeah, it's always been themed to Arkham Asylum. And the nice thing is, is that the layout of these B&M inverted Batman clones really lend themselves to kind of having theming on both sides. Like Not as compact in, yeah. in, in the first half. So the nice thing is between like the vertical loop, the zero zero on the next vertical loop, 
there's all these buildings that kind of hug the ride. Yeah. So you kind of swing in between the buildings that they created for the queue and just for, for thematic purposes, which is, I don't think it's a single other Batman clone where you really do go between buildings. It reminds which is me what I enjoy a little bit so of like what Six Flags Over Georgia was going for because you have like, Six Flags Over Georgia's Batman was like the most ambitious of the Batman themed coasters up until this one. Because that one, you do have a zero-G roll over the tunnel that the queue goes through. But I guess they, you know... Oh, but also have the all queue underneath have the zero-G, like, um, the, like, some of the earlier ones have, like, the freeway overpass Because I still think that this like Magic Band one has better theming. That one does have really good theming. George's was just a little different because it had, like, you went into the sewer and, like, it, it wasn't the same theme as some of the earlier ones, like St. Louis and, like, Great Adventure. Uh, it was a little bit more substantial with the structural components, but Magic Mountains was also kind of in that boat, too. Probably because both of those were in designated Gotham City areas. Yeah. Um, whereas all of the others were either in, like, little subsections that were sort of Gotham-themed, or in, like, in Great Adventure's case, or Great America's case, there was it was just a Batman coaster in Yankee Harbor. There was no other theming. But anyways, this, this installation, this Batman, took... It took it several steps further and created a very unique experience out of a, a roller coaster that Americans have seen plenty of times before. But then also for Spaniards, it's like such a great roller coaster in its own right. For a vast, vast majority of people there, it's their only uh, experience with a B&M invert. And it's just in European stadiums, yeah. there are many out there. It's just a great. Yeah. And then this, right? Am I missing an, an obvious intro? Oh, yeah, now you've got Black Mamba, of yeah. course, and Nemesis. But it's the only Batman clone in Europe, if I'm not mistaken. And in so Cessna, too, it was pretty unique. It's yeah. like, doesn't have the same, it doesn't feel like a clone to people who only ride roller coasters in Europe. It's like just as unique as Nemesis or any of the other Batman. Uh, and they're good layouts. It's so it's like a real star in its own right. And it has a cool color scheme. It has that um, maroon purplish support structure with the yellow track with the silver rails it just looks clean even faded because i don't think it's been repainted ever in its life but it just kind of works because of course gotham arkham everything is kind of rough around the edges and in a way it also works with the landscape around having kind of like that dry brush kind of madrid landscape but also it's considered um, one of my favorite b&m clones if not my favorite i think it just everything just kind of works really well for it definitely and now we'll move next door. So right next to it, we have um, Superman uh, L'Attraction de Acero, which is a giant B&M roller coaster. This one, I feel like we've talked about this one, too. Well, maybe not. No, we actually never ended up doing an episode for the okay. yeah. yeah, I guess we've talked about it in vlogs and stuff. But I want to say, like, this is our favorite B&M floorless coaster. This ride has such a fabulous layout. It feels like a mix. feels like... It, it feels like a... This feels like what I really wanted the one in Fiesta, Texas to feel like because the pacing on this one is so much better. It's the best pacing of any It's though. ferocious. Yeah. And it feels, it has a little bit, it reminds me a little bit of Wildfire at uh, Silver Dollar City. Interesting. Because it's got that nice straight first drop, the loop, and the Immelman. Um, and it, but it also feels, it feels like, you know, cracking on a really good day. It's got the seven inversions. Although this one is the only floorless coaster with an Immelman, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, wait, no, there's one more that has... Hair Razor has an Immelman. But it's one of the few. But so that's about it. The nice thing about this layout is, like, from a distance, you probably think, okay, well, it's you know, another floorless coaster. 
But um, it starts off with a straight drop, which is phenomenal because you get good air. The the ride is positioned off of the edge of the park, so besides the water park next to it, really isn't much around. You're kind of just like facing <laughs> facing the dry hills. Pretty much impossible to take pictures of this. Oh, from impossible unless you're park. inside the water park. Yeah, and then you have that vertical loop followed by the element, which back to back are quite forceful because they're really tight together. Very tight. So it was like one element. And then you have an incredibly smooth zero-G roll, probably if not... Because usually, I will say, on floorless coasters, the zero-G rolls are like that weird snappy version of it. You know what I'm talking about? Where you kind of just get it's a very swung er- into it and out of it. Zero-G and this roll. is one of those like, perfectly smooth zero-G rolls. Almost like a flight deck at California to get in America. Like a perfect low roll. Anyway, I digress. And then you have your stereotypical zero-G roll. Oh, sorry, your uh, Cobra roll, which... It's a pretty good Cobra roll, yeah. well-paced. But it's when it right gets really interesting speed. is after the Cobra roll. Because then, instead of having like some sort of mid-course brake run, which almost all of the other traditional B&M fluoroscopes would have, you have a giant airtime hill, and you get some good air. Your legs fly up in yeah, the air. Big camel you back float pump. through it. And then you dive up into this interlocking course crew. It's kind of elevated. Which, that's not a unique element, but usually you go through them a lot slower because there's some sort of mid-course before them. In this case, you have that speed of the whole ride and the giant airtime hill, and you can just launch into these two inversions. Snappy, and that wasn't good enough. That's followed by a helix, and you have this, like, airtime hill and another helix, and then into the final breaks. It's just... The airtime it hills on this ride. ride are so wonderful. The second half is, like, where this ride really shines because... It's a little bit more straightforward in the front end, although I can't stress enough that the Immelman on this ride is great. And the first drop. The first drop is phenomenal, and the zero-G roll feels different than the others. But I, going into this ride, I imagined it kind of being like, okay, it's, you know, it's another floorless, another seven inversion, being in floorless. Like, I've seen it all before, and then you ride it, and it's like, it feels so different. Um, and the, But especially the second half is dramatically different. It really gives... Ride really uh, budgets itself enough time for laterals and negative Gs on a type of ride that doesn't necessarily associate with laterals and negative Gs like that. So it's a really, really well-rounded roller coaster for something that on the outside kind of appears like a a typical uh, approach to the concept. So really blew us away. Like this was when we went in, in 2022, obviously Batman hadn't opened yet. We were really there for Stuntfall, but then we rode Superman, and we were like, wow, like, I did not expect to feel this way about two roller coasters at this park. And now they have a trio that is, to me, like, one of the best steel coaster trios anywhere. Um, and then it's still really fabulous Batman clone, too, as a supporting act. Yeah, Parker in Madrid is a lot stronger than, a lot of, than I think a lot of people give her credit for. Um, sometimes it really is quality over quantity and this is one of those parks where i kind of feel that's the case yeah um we'll move on to the last big area of the park now the, again the park really only has four big areas in, yeah in four, the yeah park. entrance plaza and four neighborhoods basically um but movie world studios is the other big part of the park and it really stretches all the way from superman to the park entrance pretty much so it yeah. is i think the largest stretch out in the area um doesn't necessarily have the most to do but one of the very few indoor rides that Parque Warner Madrid has is a Hotel Embujado, which is a Mac or Vacoma. I think it's a Vacoma. Vacoma madhouse, which um, pretty big indoor queue, themed to a Honda house. I enjoyed the ride. I mean, it's not super spectacular, but you know, it's it's a good yeah. madhouse. It's really I, straightforward, I like those but it's like 
Yeah, it was. It's a really fun ride. It's nothing that we haven't seen before, but it's it's not like when you're there and you're getting the experience. It's like you don't want to skip it per se. So it's 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 really cute, and it's just a nice addition. It's a nice contrast to some of the other stuff in the park. It's like sort of a flat ride. This park does flat rides really well, but it's a it's an indoor flat ride. It's a it's a thematic dark ride flat ride experience. So um, a great ride. Uh, I really like this area of the park. This is kind of their obligatory like the like the studio backlot kind of area of the park. So it's kind of a, an interesting mix of of things going on. Um, yeah, you've got the, this is where the, really the show, the, the show headquarters is for this park because they have, um, the police academy show from, uh, the Germany park. And then they've got, um, dreamers, the musical, which is the, I think the, the, the main like live stage show that they're doing. Yeah. Cause one park. is more of a stunt show. So, uh, look, academy at the policia is like their big stunt show, which they've had since, if I'm not mistaken, Inception of the Park, and then when Park Unidos took over, they launched like a second version of it. And they do one every single day that they're open. That's kind of like their big stunt show, really popular. But then the Spanish people love their musicals because Dreamers, um, we saw it. It was just like packed. They had like two or three performances a day, and like it was like a packed like theater full of people watching it. So that was kind of cool. Um, and then they also have this little aero car ride that used to be much longer they cut kind of half it off to build that <laughs> attraction uh, but it's called cine tour which is kind of like a cinematic tour of california i would say because it goes like the moor woods and hollywood and beverly hills and all that kind of stuff so it's fantastic it's not yeah. like anything to go home about but and then they have um one of the later one of the additions that they made i think this opened around the same time as the Caminos Bip Bip Coasters, they added a, a Yogi Bear-themed splash battle yeah, to, open, oh to uh, the studio part of the park, which on the one hand, it's like, this ride would fit a lot better in the cartoon area of the park, but this was the area of the park that probably needed it more, so you kind of fudge it. It's like, well, it's cute, and it definitely has the same aesthetic as the as the cartoon area, and obviously it's a Hanna-Barbera franchise, but as far as, like, fleshing out the uh, roster and spreading attractions around, it was, this was a good choice of a ride for this area of the park. And to be fair, the ride was pretty popular, because when it was pretty hot on our last visit, yeah, it had a long line. Yep, people were and into it. it kind of works where it's located, because it's not too far from the park entrance, and, and in the grand theme of things, it's kind of, like, on the main midway, so I think it kind of works... What's kind of clashing is having the most dominating, scariest, perhaps most intense roller coaster in the whole park looming right over it. And it used to just be Stunfall's corner. Like Stunfall's hidden behind a, a giant wall of facades that are all New York themed. And then you have Stunfall themed to, well, stunt falling, literally. Um, and then you got that Yogi Bear ride kind of like sitting right next to it. It's a little bit awkward, a little bit of a clash. But the king of Spain, in my opinion, is still the biggest and baddest giant of boomerang. It's Stunfall. This ride. This ride. <laughs> I love this ride. We're crazy about this ride. This is the reason we went to the park the first time. So this we is the reason we went to Spain. <laughs> was to ride Stunfall. That was the number one 
thing. We were, even though we've like ridden giant inverted boomerangs before, this was just the one that we wanted. We were so excited, and it's just wonderful. On both of our trips, it was a highlight. We rode it a ton on our first trip because we had two days to work with. The second trip was more about Batman, so we only rode it once. But I will say that Stuntfall is um, a very smooth giant inverted boomerang. I will say most of them pretty smooth, but it runs really well. And operationally, it's very strong. Like, that ride is not down unless it's weather-related. Like, on our three full days that we spent at that park in our life, which I guess is not that many days, but it's always running. And then when I hear people go into the park, you know, on social media, it's always running. Like, I never hear anyone saying, like, oh, it was closed. Like, everyone yeah. I know, like, a couple days after we went last, uh, a couple weeks ago, the rest of our European Coast Kings team went. It was open for them. Um... When I look online and I see like the the um, seeking the thrill group, I think what's what they're called. They just went. It was open all day for them, so it's usually open if I'm not mistaken. Which for a giant of a boomerang is unique. Everyone that's <laughs> familiar with the deja vu's, yeah, will be like, "Wow, open every day." That's, that's yeah. Cute. The fact that this one is 20 years old. It's from the original rollout of of inverted boomerangs, and it's in its original location, and it's actually not. Uh, this inconsistent maintenance nightmare. And I love the new colors of it because for a minute, Six Flags had this fascination with orange supports, blue track, and yellow rails, which it did for um, La Via Volta and for Flashback here at... What's it called, Flashback? The boomerang? Six Flags New England? Yeah, New England. Yeah, that's Flashback. And then you have... And then, of course, Stunfall. They were all kind of built around the same time. But now they've replaced the um, the orange towers with these golden towers that match the Warner Brothers logo. So the whole ride is kind of like a Warner Brothers color palette right now. And it's honestly a really cute look for the ride. I really like it. And of course, it's just a powerful, intense ride. 200 feet drops, completely vertical, suspended, forwards, backwards. What's not to it's love? It's like the most marketable roller coaster on earth. Like It was so ahead of its time. You could open this roller coaster at any park, in any market, and market the hell out of it and people would just be blown away just totally stunned stunned it's so good. by stuntfall stuntfall it's like a culture for us we'll ride yeah. it and we'll yell stuntfall it's like it's a whole thing I cannot wait to go back Poor and ride it again simps. yeah I cannot wait to just go to Madrid ride stuntfall and go back home yeah but literally like I would be super happy with that <laughs> um, so let's discuss the park now we've kind of gotten all the rides uh, knocked out let's go ahead and discuss the park uh, a little bit um, my first question for us both, I guess, is what does their lineup need the most? Like, what is missing um, in their lineup? I don't even know if what they're missing the most is a ride or even attraction. I think that they just need to remodel the entrance of the park because there's a lot of, like, abandoned or underutilized infrastructure at the front of the park. I guess really what they need is is to make sure that the mid- the entrance midway area and, like, the shops and all the facades and stuff are either being used or at least uh, look nice from the outside. So I will say that answers our next question more than this question. But if I'm going to look at their lineup only and what do I think their lineup really needs is I would say a major dark ride. And if I'm going to be really honest, I think that the Sally Six Flags DC dark rides, the Battle for Metropolises, um, they're good. And if you look at the installation of Six Flags Magic Bound, which is the more expensive you know, we have to compete with Disney Nuts Barrier Farm installation. Um, that will be a really good fit, I think, for this park. It will be interactive, which is nice. Um, animatronics, thematic. It just, I think, would work. And I think that's what's kind of missing. I'm feeling like 
I'm going to this Wonder Woman's Park with lots of licensing, lots of great potential. Knowing what Movie Park Germany slash Wonder Brothers Movie World Germany did with their crazy amount of dark rides. And that's just kind of missing for me. Like, I love all the big roller coasters, but that's kind of all there is to it. And it's also Spain. It gets hot as hell. Like, they could definitely use an indoor dark ride, in my opinion. Obviously indoor, but yeah. a dark ride. I agree with you. But uh, yeah, talking about biggest weaknesses, there is that some of the infrastructure up front needs needs a little bit of little bit of love, whether it's the planter out front or whether it's just the overall entrance plaza. I think for me, that's also the case. Um, another weakness in that same vein is that the Rapids ride needs maybe some more landscaping or could use a good update. They gave Excalibur at Move for Germany a great update. And we bring up Move for Germany a lot, but that's also the same operator for everyone listening. Parques of Anidos operates both. It is of those ironic parks. that their sister. So parks seeing again. how they're going, <laughs> I'm like, all right, well, I can I take inspiration of one operation and apply it to the other. Because they I practically um, acquired two parks in a very similar that were designed for a very similar purpose. So I feel like they can apply the the logic to one another. But the nice thing of Parques Reunidos is both a blessing and a curse, but they give every individual park a lot of freedom to operate, design, and expand as they are. And I think maybe that's why there's not that many similarities in the growth of either of those parks. But realistically, I would love to see some of their existing rides getting some sort of makeover. And then I'm particularly referencing um, Rapidos Acme, which is a great rapids ride, but it's not as like as amazing as it could be in my opinion it's kind of showing its age a little bit landscaping wise it's not very strong water effects aren't all working it'd be nice if they said okay we're going to close it we're going to either completely retheme it or use this theme and just add a bunch to it make it look good add some more flowers plants whatever you got to do um it's things like that where in many ways the park is very much still the same from 2002 batman definitely changed that but there are still some parts of the park where I'm like, all right, it's clearly been 20 years since since this has been updated. Um, let, let's give an update. Yeah. Does that totally, make sense? Yeah, totally agree. Uh, next question to you is, uh, what are the biggest strengths at Park of Wonder Madrid? It has a great collection of coasters. Obviously, such the a big obvious strength. strength. That top three shows good. It's got a great collection of flat rides also. And it's got a great collection of water rides. It's... You know, they've got four major water rides. They've got, like, quite a... They've got, like, eight or nine major flat rides. A big, beautiful kitty area with lots of room and lots to do. And then, like, five great major roller coasters. Yeah, that kind of... I will agree, and it kind of plays back on what I mentioned earlier, quality over quantity. There may not be, like, a ton of things to do at the park to a degree where, like, I do need, like, two, three days to do this park. It's not that kind of theme park. But what they have, it does count. Every single roller coaster slaps, even the kiddie coasters. And then they have th- these big four water rides that all are really important. And then a couple of really nice flat rides. And then maybe some like indoor dark ride kind of stuff. And another really big strength for me is the entertainment. They have, of course, the, the stunt show and, and the musical and lots of walk-around characters. I mean, the Matrix, I even forgot it existed. Um <laughs> But then another big thing for them is they have their their nighttime spectacular right now, which is a Aquaman themed lagoon show at the lagoon in the movie studio area, and it has like these flyboards and drones and fireworks and music, and it's all very spectacular, very nice, and I think it's also a big strength of them. Like they are, um, they're doing a lot of things 
right and you can sense that there's a lot of love and pride in the park. It's clean, I will say that it's mostly very clean. There's a couple of walls that need to be painted over, you know, kids with their markers that they take to theme parks apparently. But um, all things considered, I think the park's in pretty decent shape and has a really bright future ahead. It feels pretty loved, if that makes sense. Yeah. That's like they're abusing it for yeah. money. I agree. It's a it's a likable park that has a lot going on. It reminds me fondly to a degree of, of like Islands of Adventure. Yeah. Like a more roller coaster and flat ride oriented version. Um, there's just a lot of good going on and I, there's there's definitely things I would fix and things I would change, but it wouldn't take a lot, I think, to like bring this park all the way up to like its maximum. Yeah, I do want to mention that operations could be a little better. Like they're not bad. But it could be a little bit better. Um, but then I want to kind of round up, unless you have more thoughts to add. No. But I kind of want to round up and, and say that with their recent focus on the center of the park and the Gotham City Park area with the Goth- uh, Batman Gotham City Escape, they've really shown that they're in it to win it because the product for Batman is so strong. First of all, from a roller coaster perspective, if you listen to the episode, you'll get it. Like it is an incredible intimate roller coaster, cannot be forgotten about, must be written by the biggest of enthusiasts. But the quality of the queue, the pre-show, and then the Batcave, and then the transition into the Metro, and then the onboard audio, the animatronics, I mean they went they went universal Disney level on this ride. And if they keep that up with the next edition, mm-hmm. this park is just like moving miles ahead yeah. with everything they do. Sky's the limit. Um, so I'm really hoping Batman is just the start of a very bright future for one of our favorite parks, uh, Parque Warner Madrid. We appreciate you listening mm-hmm. to yet another episode of Coast Kings Radio. While we have you, please leave a review on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you're listening. We really appreciate five stars to help us grow, spread the love. Also, make sure you follow us on Threads, Instagram, we've got YouTube, TikTok, Facebook, and of course, we've got our articles and news and photos and all of the above on thecoasterkings.com. Thank you so much, and we'll catch you next time. Take care. Bye. Bye.